0: With the NFL schedule finally released, we'll talk about here on the Locked On NFL podcast, which teams got the most favor with primetime games, the top revenge games, top primetime games, and Kingmaker games, who's getting set up to be the top dogs in the NFL at the midpoint of the season. Chris Carter, your boy Q, Friday edition, Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, your boy Q. We're of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, but Friday, We bring it to you on the Locked On NFL Podcast where we talk all things NFL. Remember, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and definitely on YouTube. Subscribe to this show on whatever channel that you like to listen to or watch your your NFL podcasts on and get our daily episodes Monday through Friday with all the different hosts that host the Locked On NFL Podcast. We cover your team every day on all the different teams across the NFL and every other sport in the majors. Q, the NFL schedule is released and... Finally, we can get away with the fake leaks, the real leaks, <laughs> who's actually playing, where it comes every year. And I even I, every year I post the same reminder at the start of the week, like, hey, guys, we just got through the draft. Don't fall for the fake leak people who create these crazy Twitter accounts, and they're like, I'm real, and I think that, and I've heard that <laughs> the Steelers are playing the Raiders on Mars on uh, Christmas Eve, and I'm just like, guys, like every year they fall for it. But fortunately, we're through that now. Let's talk about some of these bigger points here, Q. Let's look at the primetime games. Okay. Just at who's who's got primetime. Prime there are four teams who received primetime bids, six primetime bids this year. That is the Chiefs, naturally. They're, they're, they're the the Super Bowl champions, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Surprisingly, not here. The Bengals, the uh the Eagles. And the Niners, you'd think you'd want to get those three teams up there the most. But I look back at this and I see uh, Dallas, which is a huge market, L.A., which is a huge market, Kansas City, who are the champions. And they should. And then the Bills, who have been a big attraction because of their recent success here. Did it? Is there another team that you, should, you would have swapped in if you were to keep if you were just to only have four teams that had six primetime games this year? Is there a team that you swapped for any of those top four? I would have taken the Chargers out. I mean, I just, you know,
1: obviously I'm here in the AFC West. I'm in Vegas covering the Raiders. So I always, you know, see the Chargers twice a year. But I just, I don't, I don't know, man. The Chargers seem like that team that they always have high expectations. Uh, and year. then something happens, right? I mean, look, they were up by a bazillion points to the Jaguars in the playoffs and then find a way to lose the game. So based off that alone, they probably should have taken one of their one of their primetime games away. But I don't know if there's really a team out there that I would look at and say, okay, this team you know, deserves more primetime games, but I just, I don't know. Maybe Cincinnati would be that team just cause you expect them to be really good. Uh, make a run at, at things towards the end. Um, I don't know the jets got a lot of love because of Aaron Rodgers. they got five primetime games. So I don't know if there's another team I'd slide in there, but I definitely would look at the chargers and say, yeah, thanks. But no, thanks. Uh, we'll take one of your
0: games away. How do you, how do you feel about your Raiders getting five primetime games? They missed the playoffs last year. They only won 6 games last year. Right. Like I'm and they didn't exactly go get a top flight quarterback no. or anything here. They got Jimmy G Is is it the Las Vegas market that they're just trying to appeal to? What do you think that was behind that? I was
1: pretty shocked, to be honest with you. I was very shocked. I didn't think. I actually thought the Raiders were going to get a lot of primetime games last year, and they didn't. Uh, I thought it was going to be okay. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Joshua Daniels. Oh, man, Chandler Jones. It's going to be great. And there was a lot of expectations. Everyone thought the AFC West was going to be bananas, right? And it wasn't really the division that we all thought it was going to be. So I actually expected them to get a lot of primetime games last year. This year, I thought, okay, maybe a game, maybe two. And instead, five and four of them are at home. It's like, wow. And then really, honestly, they, ha- they play on Christmas Day. Uh, of course, the NFL stealing Christmas from the NBA. And they play on Christmas Day. So you can look at it and say, really, they got six. If you want to consider you know, that, that Monday game, it's 10 a.m. Pacific time kickoff. But still, I mean, you can look at it and say, that's even a primetime game and, and, to a certain extent. So just about six. I'm super shocked that they got that many for a team that won six games a year ago.
0: We're gonna break some some of the top games that we see up up uh, in, on the on the schedule down. There's gonna be three three different types of games we talk about. There's gonna be primetime games. There's gonna be revenge slash other games. Whether they're revenge games, they have other interests in the game, and then there're gonna be what we call kingmaker games. Early early to midseason games between two teams that could decide who starts to be top dogs at at one point or another. But let's start with primetime games. One primetime game. I'm keeping my eye on Bills at Bengals, Week Nine, Sunday Night Football. It's a it's a really it's it's kind of a rematch that never was because the Bills and Bengals didn't get to complete their game last year, right. with the Mar Hamlin incident. And the Mar Hamlin is set to return and play football this year. And Week Nine that gives you at least two months time into the season on top of everything else for him to get healthy. Man, if the Mar Hamlin's running on, out of that tunnel onto that field. On the same field where he had cardiac arrest and needed to be revived, it's going to be, I guarantee you, it'll be the most talked about thing all week long, week nine.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And I'll say this, I'm interested to see if the Bills, if that magic is starting to run out a little bit, right? I mean, I know that they, had, they had a lot of you know emotional moments towards the end of the season, so that could have played a role in the way that they ended the season last year, but I just kind of think that they had their moment. They they peaked, and they may start to be coming down the other side of the mountain at this point. So, I think this is a real big year for the Bills. Uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of expectations, a lot of eyes on the Bills. I just don't know if they're that team that, like last year, that was expected to make a deep run. They were going to represent in the Super Bowl, and we know that that didn't shake out. So I, I just I want to see if they're able to get off to a good start and if they're able to be that team this year, or do they take that step back? I agree
0: with you there. Another primetime game I have my eyes on, Jets at Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. Week four, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. This was the game that I think the NFL was waiting to hope materializes a Super Bowl for many years, Packers, Chiefs. And it just never did between the old gun of the the NFC and the new gun of the AFC. But now that old gun has come to the AFC with one of the teams that's looking to make a rise up this year. I I think it's going to be really interesting. The Jets have a really strong roster, I think, on defense and on Mm -hmm. paper. They should be a really talented team. But how will Aaron Rodgers gel with his new squad against the Super Bowl champions? mm <laughs> That's a game I have my eyes on. Yeah, me too, and especially because of that that Jets defense. I want to see
1: how it goes up against the Chiefs and their offense. You know that offense is obviously, uh, you know that that circus act, that high wire act, right? They can score from anywhere on the field, but the Jets have a really good defense led by Sauce Gardner uh, of course, and others, right? <laughs> I don't want to I don't want right. to sh- shortchange anybody, but you know Quinny Williams in the middle, uh, sh- mm-hmm. Sauce outside. Uh, I like I like the Jets defense, and of course Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade at the quarterback position. But you're right, really the Jets are going to depend they're going to go based off of you know how quickly aaron Rodgers could gel with his young wide receivers he's never done a good job of that you saw he brought they brought a lot of the older players that he's familiar with over to the Jets, so he can get off to a good start but how quickly can they get that offense clicking that's going to let you know how this season is going to go but that defense is definitely going to be a heavy hitter as well and again i really really like it so i want to see that game going up against the chiefs in that that high wire act that is
0: their offense Ravens at Niners Christmas night, Monday night football Hmm. week 16, Uh, two teams. You'll have Lamar Jackson. But then the question, who's going to be the Niners quarterback out, not only out through training camp, but then throughout the season, let's say let's say Brock Purdy wins the starting job early on, but then. He starts to struggle. Is mid-season. he even healthy?
1: <laughs> like, who's <laughs> going to be
0: who's going to be the quarterback? I mean, honestly, like, yeah. I don't think
1: he's he's available to start the season. I mean, he just had surgery on his elbow. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even think he's going to start the season. I, I I think that that's probably the biggest storyline in this game is who's playing by week 16 for the, the 49ers and their quarterback. Because their quarterbacks in San Francisco always get injured. Right? Jimmy G's yeah. not there anymore. I mean, I got to cover him with the Raiders. But they have <laughs> all their quarterbacks get injured. I mean, look how they were down to their, what, fourth quarterback? quarterback? quarterback uh when the season got wrapped up last year so that's really going to be the biggest storyline in this game you know baltimore and and san francisco looks great on paper i just want to know who the trigger man is for the 49ers it's
0: a it's a very good question and we don't know the answer you know you guys could have had will levis but instead you went with jimmy g Uh, (laughs) inside jokes um but uh my last primetime game i want to hype on is because it involves our teams the steelers and the Raiders they face week face off week three, Sunday night football in Las Vegas. Uh, the last two times these two teams played, the Raiders beat the Steelers in 2021. The Steelers beat the Raiders in 2022, but both were in Pittsburgh. Um, one was was one that was in the final season of, of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. The other was in the rookie season of Kenny Pickett. Yep. And now you're facing off in an early part of the season. It'll be the Steelers first away game. Is that the Raiders first home game of the season or will yeah. that be like there? No, it's, oh, a, it's so the, that's the first.
1: The- yeah, it's the third week of the season, first home game. And I'll say this, even though that's going to be fun and exciting and to host the Steelers on a Sunday night at, at Legion Stadium will be cool. I think the NFL totally blew it on this one. I think that the okay. Steelers and Raiders should have been playing on that Black Friday game. Uh, it just to me, yeah. and maybe it's just me, it made all the sense in the world. The two teams that uh, they have black in their uniforms originally, not like the Cardinals who are a team that manufacture black, not like the Jets who are actually playing. It's <laughs> the Jets and Dolphins on Black Friday. That has nothing to do with black as far as I'm concerned. But you think about it. The Raiders, they have the fans or what? From the black hole. They have the black yeah, stadium. Allegiant does. Stadium is all black. The Raiders wear silver and black. What do the Steelers wear? They wear yellow and gold or golden yellow and black, I mean, excuse me. They I mean, you know, they they have they have it. They they've always had black in their uniform. So I feel like the the Raiders and Steelers, you know, matter of fact, I would love to see that game every year just kind of flip flop. You know, one year the, the Raiders host it, the next year the Steelers host it and back and forth. That'll be their their version of the the Thanksgiving Day when the Cowboys and the Lions always get to play. But well, the NFL didn't think that I was a genius, so they said, no, never mind. We're going to have the Jets and the Dolphins play on Black Friday. Again, it has nothing to do with Black Friday, but that's just me.
0: You know, I, I like Steelers at Raiders. I've also, from what I've heard, this is now one of the hotter tickets of the year. Tickets are already like the cheapest tickets you can get are like $300 for that right now. And I think it's rising because there's su- the Steelers have such a strong presence in the West. It's it's crazy. You go to Arizona. I, I've been to car Steelers Cardinals games in Arizona and there are like twice as many Steelers fans as Cardinals fans. Uh, Niners get Niners game Steelers fans show up for that, um, you know, in, in different parts of the country. This will be the first time the Steelers have played in Las Vegas. I personally know a lot of Steelers fans that live in Las Vegas, just fans that have moved there throughout the years. I'll be very intrigued to see what that crowd is like in that brand new stadium. And especially, you know, with the tone of the Raiders this year, if they start off hot, you know the ex- what's the excitement for the team, but if they start off if they if they start off slipping, you know they got Jimmy G at quarterback. They had they didn't know they, uh, they, they they still need to make other moves. What's going to be the tone for that team? So st- week three Sunday Night Football, a really interesting prime time game. But Q, I hear you. Black Friday would have been an interesting thing, but hey, I'm a guy that likes to avoid. I uh, likes to have my holidays, so I'm happy they didn't they didn't do maybe that. Maybe next year. But maybe they'll do it next year. Maybe- Maybe maybe next year maybe they hear this podcast and think differently. Right, we got to get to a break. When we come back, I want to talk about revenge games because that's always a factor in schedules that are going to be interesting. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the number one protein bar in America. If you go if you if you're looking for a, a, a tasty treat that's also healthy for you, you're in luck because Built Bar is the answer for you. Built Bar is a protein bar that comes wrapped in one hundred percent chocolate it's covered in chocolate but on the inside you get all these different flavors that can range from different things like churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond double chocolate double chocolate brownie uh brownie batter so many different flavors and they come in all different all different sizes but you get that you always get the same sort same sort of uh ca- calorie intake you're only getting 130 calories you're only getting four grams of sugar but you're fitting 17 grams of protein in so that you're getting all the gains of the protein that you want but and all the taste, from all the flavors and chocolate that you want but none of the bad stuff and the calories or the sugar so that you can keep going throughout your day and stay right on your diet and you don't have to go to built.com anymore just to order them you can go right to your local Walmart or Sam's club and pick it up right now go to go to the pharmacy section of your Walmart and you can find a'll find four bar boxes of cookies and cream double chocolate and coconut puffs, or you go to Sam's Club, find 13 bar boxes with hit flavors like brownie batter and tro. Trust me, when you try Built Bar, you'll be thanking me later because you'll be trying Built Bar, the best protein bar in America. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Q, let's talk about some key revenge games because okay. that is all that is always a big talking point uh every year. Now, one key revenge game that I think everyone's gonna have their eye on, week 17, 425, Chiefs at Bengals. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be duking it out. These are the two teams that have been in the AFC Championship game two years ago. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Last year the Chiefs beat the Bengals both by very tight margins. No doubt this will have lots of playoff implications, could implications could be the deciding factor in a one seed race at the end of the season there. Um I'm intrigued to see how how this one plays out and where these two teams are at the end of the year. Well, I just suggest that the
1: Cincinnati mayor don't say anything about this game, right? Just let this game be played without talking
0: and and trying didn't to he chirp. already say something about this game? I don't know. I hope not, man. I mean, didn't he not I saw learn him in Orlando? Orlando Brown, him and Orlando Brown, the, the, the tackle oh, they got from right. the Chiefs, yeah, already did some. I didn't watch it, I just saw that they did a video about that, and yep. I was just like man didn't you learn your lesson already
1: yeah there's no reason for that this is going to be a good game though I'm excited about the game itself you know the, the game that's played on the field not the shenanigans and all the trash talking off, off the field by people that have no impact in the game like the mayor of Cincinnati I think he's way out of pocket but that's another conversation just these two teams you know these are two of the best teams in the AFC and you know that, that these young quarterbacks in Burrow and Mahomes they're going to be duking it out for years to come so anytime that they square up as long as Cincinnati is able to keep that team for the most part intact, it's always going to be a really good game. So yeah, this will be an exciting one, except for we won't see it till the very end of the season. I thought it was going to be the Thursday night game to start the season, but instead it's just what about ending the season.
0: <laughs> yeah. It would have been a heck of a good one, yep. but NFL saving one of the best matchups for last. Let's do. Let's do. Let's talk about an early one here. Week five, Cowboys at Niners. The 49ers have eliminated the Cowboys from the playoffs in back-to-back seasons, and in close, embarrassing fashion. You had the the tackle of Ezekiel Elliott that was just like the <laughs> what that what was that kind of play? Uh, the year before, Dak Prescott trying to get the snap off but they didn't put the ball down right and they and they lost that way Uh, the Cowboys and the Niners have been a historic rivalry you think of the catch uh, with Dwight Clark back in the 80s you think of some of the great showdowns between Troy Aikman and Steve Young in the 90s and and the history that they have now you have the 49ers like you said at this point in the season week five will Brock Purdy be available will it be Trey Lance who will have won the quarterback spot and what will the Cowboys be like this year because to me the Cowboys are a team that they're a lot like the Chargers of late. Now they have certainly have Super Bowl success in their past. But, you know, since the, those 90 Super Bowls, they've been another team that every year people say this is their year. This is mm-hmm. when they're coming up strong. This is when they're going to make their big move. And then whatever happens, they fall flat at some point and they and they, and they mess it up. I really get this as an opportunity for them to make a statement against the team that's been knocking them out of the playoffs and say, not this year. We got our stuff together.
1: Yeah, and I'm interested to see what San Francisco looks like. I really am. I mean, I feel like that, you know, in 2022 they were able to roll out whatever quarterback they wanted to, and it worked. I don't think you can consistently do that, so I think that they've got to find a guy and stick with them and get some consistency out of them. I think on the other side, the Cowboys have a really good secondary and their defense was really good last year as well, so that uh, that Cowboys defense might really be able to help them, and hopefully for their sake, Dak Prescott doesn't throw as many interceptions as he did in 2022, and he stays healthier uh, than he did in 2022 so this could end up shaping up to be a really good game uh could be a big time revenge game for the cowboys or it could be another dud for the cowboys and the san francisco 49ers end up winning it but uh anytime san francisco and dallas gets together it's always a good game so this will definitely be a a good one you said this is a week five one right yeah week five game. yeah that's a good one that's a good one
0: i got a week four game here thursday night football what you doing going backwards man you started at 17 now you at five and four And we're going to pick it back up and go to the future. It's back to the future in a a minute here. (laughs) Get out of here with that. Uh, But Lions at Packers. Now, if you remember at the end of last season, the Packers had a chance to make the playoffs and the Lions took it away from them. They they beat them and ended the Aaron Rodgers era with the Green Bay Packers. Now is the Jordan Love era. And, Talking about Jordan Love, the Packers got five primetime games that you tie with tie with the, the second most among the groups out there right now. So the Packers getting a little bit of love, even with Jordan Love being the quarterback there. But this being one of them, they're playing the Lions Detroit. They could be some disruptors early on because the NFC North, there's going to be a lot of questions about the Vikings. Can they have the kind of fortune that they had during the season last year? Who Will the Packers be top dogs? I think the Packers may be in for a rough year uh, as they adjust to life without Aaron Rodgers. This could be a prime chance for the Lions to make their claim for the NFC North and Dan Campbell to bite all the kneecaps that he wants. He'll get that chance on the opening night, Thursday night football uh, with the first game of the season against the Chiefs. But looking at this early schedule that, that the Lions have, they start at the Chiefs, then they get Geno Smith and the Seahawks, then the Falcons, which you know, I'm not, you know, not too excited about that one. But then at the Packers, they could have a situation where if they can steal a couple if they can steal, steal a couple of two of those first three games, they'd have a chance to be three and one in their first four games. And if they beat the Green Bay Packers, everyone's gonna be talking about they could be the new kings of the NFC North. I'm sorry. I can't buy it. I really can't. I know that I know that
1: Detroit did some really good things
0: in 2022. You don't believe
1: in man Campbell? No, you've got to show me. You've got to show me, man. I mean, look, you could have a really good season and then fall off a cliff the next season. So I just don't believe that that Lions team is, you know, this team that, like you said, could end up running the NFC North. And I apologize to all Lions fans. This could be a Cincinnati Bengals situation where I didn't believe in him, didn't believe in them until I seen it, you know, up close to personal for myself. Uh, I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe that they're really as good as everybody thinks. I think that they had a nice little run in 2022. I've got to see what they do this year. So I don't. I don't really think that uh, they're going to be that good of a team this year. Uh, with that being said, I'm not sure what Green Bay is going to look like either. Because as you mentioned, Jordan Love, it's the Jordan Love era, uh, and it's never going to be like a smooth transition where it's just like, oh yeah, no problem. He just went from a Hall of Famer to Jordan Love, and he's going to pick it up where uh, where Aaron Rodgers left off, and there'll be no, you know, there'll be no growing pain. So I think that it'll be a struggle for both. Both teams, but I just I don't I'm not buying the Lions until I see it. Uh, At least you got to show me another season before I before I'm all in on that.
0: Like I said, I promise we go back to the future. So we jump from week four to week 11 here. (laughs) Eagles at Chiefs, maybe the biggest revenge game of them all. The Super Bowl rematch Monday night football in cans in Kansas City. Nothing much needs to be said about this. This is going to be, I, I think, a big dog fight. Uh, If both of these teams are just as good as they were last year, everyone's going to be tuned in for this.
1: Well, good luck, Eagles. Good luck. And what I mean by that is that's coming off the Chiefs bye week. And it's in Kansas yeah. City. Andy Reid, as you very well know, and I know there's only been a couple teams that have really knocked him off coming off the bye week, and I know the Steelers were able to do it once. But I'll tell you, man, when I was looking at the Raiders' schedule, I was like – please don't let the Raiders play the Chiefs coming off the bye. Please don't let the Raiders play in the Chiefs because it seems like they always do, right? And they don't play them this year coming off the bye. The Eagles do. But guess who plays them the very next week? The Raiders in Week 12. So (laughs) the Eagles were like the buffer, right? They were the buffer team. So uh, good luck to Philly. I think Philly is going to be a really good team this year. I know they lost a lot of players uh, by way of free agency, and, of course, they lost a couple coaches. But, man, that is going to be such a hard game to go into Arrowhead after the Chiefs are coming off their bye and think you're gonna win that game. So uh good luck to you, Philly. But more more likely after that game is all said and done, we're gonna be talking about a Chiefs
0: victory. That's man, look at you just kind of calling stealing. Call it my their shot, fate. man. I'm calling my shot. Look at look look at you talking about stealing their fate before they even get the chance. But guess who also has a buy before that game? The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have Andy Reid, brother. <laughs> they used to. Yeah. They used to back in the day. Yeah, notice uh, how you but, said used to. That, right, but this could be. This will be a really interesting period for the Eagles because now also everyone's going to be hunting for them. they mm-hmm. the NFC champions. Everyone's going to have the bullseye on them. How about this stretch for, for, the, for the Eagles right here? They have on November 5th, they'll have they'll be at home against the Cowboys, then they get their bye, then they're on the road against the Chiefs, back home against the Bills, then they're home against the Niners, mm. then they're on the road against the Cowboys. So you oh, get wow. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners all throughout November, going into early December. That could be a huge chance for them to assert we are still the top dogs of the NFC. Or
1: that could be a huge chance for them to take a dump, man. That could be a really bad – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could be a really bad month for them if things go wrong, right? I mean, they could be sitting in a really good spot, and then all of a sudden just like, womp, 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 the bottom falls out of it because, man, that's – I mean, that's a hell of a murderer's row right there. And, again, we don't know what these teams look like, but we're just basing it off what we saw last – that's that's a hell of a stretch right there, man. So if Philly gets through it strong, then, yeah, they could be out there saying how dominant they are. But if they don't and they fall and lose, you know, three out of five of those games or, or four out of those five games, where are they going to be sitting uh, in the division, right, in the division and also just in the NFC in general, man, that could be a bad, bad day
0: and bad, bad situation for the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, absolutely. Last game here, not a no revenge game, but another game that we put a note on. Texans at Panthers week eight, one o'clock. You think who cares about that game? Well, that's going to be the chance for the number one quarterback to face the number two quarterback in the NFL draft. CJ Stroud and the Texans. Uh, 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 Bryce Young in the Panthers. Interesting matchup for both of these teams to see. And especially by week eight, they'll right. have their feet under them a little bit as rookies where it will be a good progress report on both of their status with their new teams.
1: No, I really will. Right. I mean, think about it. All the quarterbacks that were taken early in the draft. I mean, you had Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, you know, three out of the four picks were all quarterbacks. We know all those quarterbacks aren't going to be good. Right? I mean, just the the history tells us all those quarterbacks aren't going to be good. So is Bryce Young going to be the guy that they expected him to be when Carolina took him number one? Is CJ Stroud going to be that guy for Houston, even though it was reported and rumored all the way up until uh, the actual pick happened that he wasn't going to go number two and he was going to have some big time free fall? Or is it going to be Anthony Richardson, who's only got 13 games of college starts under his belt? Is he going to be the slow starter? Like, you know what I mean? Or or is he going to be not the good quarterback? Like, all three of those quarterbacks aren't going to be great quarterbacks. Like, I get guarantee that just because, again, numbers and history tells us that's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, by week eight, C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, that could be real juicy material, right? Especially if both of those quarterbacks get off to a decent start with their respective teams. We don't believe either one of those teams is going to be fantastic. But if you start to see some light with, you know, with uh, what D'Amico Ryans has going on in Houston uh, with C.J. Stroud and then what Frank Wright has going on in Indiana or not Indianapolis, excuse me, with the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young, that, that that's a really fun matchup, man. That's definitely
0: one I'm paying attention to. Absolutely, we're going to talk about what I call kingmaker games—mid, early to mid-season games that I think could tell the direction of certain wins in the NFL. We'll get into those matchups in just a minute here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter and your boy Q. We'll be right back. <laughs> Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter, your boy Q, breaking it down here. Q, I'm going to go what I'm going to call Kingmaker Games. Okay. Now, these are games early on or by midseason between some interesting teams that I think that could determine the way that this season goes uh, in, de- in certain directions. So first one leading off with a mid midseason game here, week eight. Bengals at Niners, the two teams that lost the conference championship games. Where will the Niners be by then? Where will the Bengals be by then? Whereas the the, the Bengals are in a different kind of position than the Niners. It's funny. The Niners have their great defense that was number one in both yards and points. They're Mm -hmm. still going to be there. They've added Javon Hargrave. They're going to be a tough out all season long, uh, and that's going to be a very interesting matchup. But on the flip, and, and, but they at the, at the same time they're gonna have a question at quarterback. What's going on there? The Bengals, though, on the flip side, of course, still have Joe Burrow and their quarterback. But they've got major changes on their defense, with both their safeties being gone, and Lou Anarumo is gonna have to figure out how to reconfigure that defense. This could be two teams with different strengths and weaknesses that could be a very intriguing matchup in the middle part of the season, and a winner might be a sign about who's kind of stepping up in their conference a bit more. You know, and I feel like Cincinnati's probably going to
1: have the the edge in this one, again, just because I got to keep going back to you know, the same old song and dance when it comes to San Francisco, and that's the quarterback, man. That's the biggest question yeah. mark. They have everything that you mentioned, but they have a big question mark at quarterback, and I don't know who it's going to be. I don't, I mean, Trey Lance hasn't shown that he could stay healthy at all so far in his NFL career. Brock Purdy just had uh, su- surgery on his elbow. Sam Darnold is there, and he's, we all know who Sam Darnold mm-hmm. is, so. Mm -hmm. I I just feel like Cincinnati is probably going to be the better team at this stage of the game. Uh, And I think San Francisco's defense is going to be good, but I think Cincinnati will just have too much firepower in this one. But it should be a very intriguing game. I just think it's one that I would lean towards Cincinnati, at least right now.
0: I hear you on that. Let's flip to a different game here in a a division rivalry, and that's Cowboys and Eagles, a classic matchup. You know, Q, you cut. Co- you were in the Cowboys area for 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 a long yeah. time. You got to see. You got to see what that what that atmosphere was like. I went to college at Chain University, the first HBCU, and it was out in the Philadelphia area. And as a, as a guy who grew up from Pittsburgh. There was nothing I preferred. If there was not a Steelers game on, if the Cowboys and Eagles were on, I had to find the nearest lounge, the nearest place where I knew the most Eagles fans were going to congregate because Cowboys fans would show up there and it would just be an all-out war between those (laughs) fans. If there are two franchises that hate each other that's in the top five as far as rivalries and hatred and which fans don't like each other the most, it is Cowboys and Eagles. It gets nasty every time. Week 9, I love it. But the other part of this is, I truly think this is the Cowboys, their chance to kind of assert like, hey, we're ready to make the, ch- the step up this year. Dax, Dak's going to be healthy. You got to have everything in line. And if the Eagles want to hold on to the NFC East, this will be the first time they meet, they meet up. It'll be in Philly for a 425 game Eastern Standard Time. I think that could be a kingmaker game where if the Cowboys pull off the upset, it'll be a message to the entire NFC. Hey. Is This ain't ain't just going to go like it did last year. No,
1: it could. And the thing about it is the Super Bowl hangover is real, too. For teams that lose the Super Bowl, I mean, there's a real deal thing to that. You know, I mean, it's hard for teams to kind of get back on that horse and ride it. So that's one of the areas that I'm looking at for the Eagles just from the jump of the season is how do they get back into the arena and start making it happen after losing the Super Bowl, after losing multiple coaches, after losing multiple players by way of free agency. I know they picked up Jalen Carter. I know they picked up Nolan Smith. I know they got Keith. Healy Ringo, I mean, they got everybody from Georgia. I get that in the draft, but, I mean, that's going to be tough, man. It really is, and, and I think that the Cowboys are in a prime position to go into Philadelphia and steal this game uh, because, uh, again, the Eagles are still kind of finding their way, finding their, their legs, even though it's later in the season, you know, you, would you say week nine? I mean, that's, a good, that's, yeah. that's kind of a good measuring stick and giving them some time to get their sea legs under them, but at the end of the day, man, I just think that that Super Bowl hangover is real, and I think Philadelphia is going to feel it uh, for the majority of the season next
0: year. Another matchup that I think will be really interesting is going to come the first week of the season. And this could tell the story of two division rivals, and that's the Bills and the Jets. The Bills week one go to the Jets. It's going to be Monday night football on, on September 11th. Obvious implications for the city of New York there yeah. uh, with two New York, New York teams. But this is going to be huge because the Bills, they've been the top dogs of the AFC East since the Patriots fell off when Tom Brady left. But they've only that's only been, what, three years. Right. So this isn't like the this isn't like the Patriots who dominated that division for basically two whole decades. Uh, and the Jets now have Aaron Rodgers along with a, a, a team that has stacked talent on the defensive on the defensive side of the ball. They've added some playmakers for Aaron Rodgers to use. Um, this could be a telltale sign early part in the season where if the Jets pull off an upset over the Bills, at, at even though they're, they're the home team here, it could be the sign that be like, hey, this division ain't just going to go like it did the last few years. There's a new sheriff in town. Uh, But will, do you see that being the case here, or do the Bills come in? You talked about they're losing their magic. They, their window for this crew of Bills, and yeah. not that Josh Allen will never have another window again, but with this crew that they have built around Josh Allen, It is running out of time.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. And the Jets have an opportunity in this game to make that statement, as you said. Start the season off with a statement saying, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was worth all the trouble. All the weeks that you guys talked about him on the podcast, this thing hasn't got done yet. What are the Jets doing? They're taking too long. This is dragging on, yeah, they have an opportunity to show, yeah, this was worth it because look what he's able to help us do uh, along with that defense and have that powerful offense with a really good quarterback behind center. Uh, then then that, you know, it was worth all the trouble. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I really want to see, especially early in the season, how do the Bills react? How do, they, how do they get into the season? Again, is that window still wide open or is it starting to shut? Is it starting to, you know, close up a little bit like I think it is going to? And the start of the season is going to be very important for them, right? They got that game against the Jets. And then the Raiders travel to Buffalo for week two. So uh, that, you know, that should be an interesting uh, little stretch that they have. But this one obviously is a a big time game, uh, one that everybody's going to be paying attention to on Monday Night Football. And, uh, of course, it's the Aaron Rodgers uh, era now in in New York with the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I think that the Jets have a great opportunity to make a statement and the Bills have an opportunity to make a statement as well and say, hey, by the way, don't forget about us. We're still here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Last kingmaker game here, week 12, another division matchup here. And that's gonna, I'm gonna put Steelers Bengals on the list because the Steelers have made a lot of really good moves in the draft. They've been one of the highest grades of the draft as far as their aggressiveness to get an extra pick, how they've been able to maneuver. They've got they've they've fortified the offensive line to the draft in free agency. Uh, they're hoping to have TJ Watt healthy for the whole year this time around. The Steelers and Bengals split last year and there's, you know, there, there's some questions there. Is the AFC North going to be the most contentious division this year? You've got the Ravens who've re-signed Lamar Jackson, brought in Odo Beckham Jr., drafted Zay Flowers. What's that offense going to be like with a new offensive coordinator? You got the Browns with Deshaun Watson uh, with a full year under his belt. What's he going to be like? Then, of course, the Bengals, who've been, been the division winners for two straight years, but of course the Steelers who are always just kind of in the running. If, if they're not the top dogs, they're fighting for a playoff spot. And this is going to be Kenny Pickett's second year where you know, there's the question, does he take the step up with all the investments they've made around him this year? I think week 12, the first time that they'll play the Bengals this season, that could be a time where we see how far has this young Steelers team come and are the Bengals still playing like the top dogs of their division for a third year in a row? Yeah, that's that's my big question is when it comes to Kenny Pickett and the
1: Steelers, you know, does he uh, take that next step, you know, and how does he take that next step? And I know that they've uh, added some weapons around him now to make it a little bit more comfortable than it was his rookie year. But, you know, how does he take to that coaching? How does he take to uh, the weapons around him? Does he continue to mature? I think he will. I like him as a quarterback, but we just have to see it, right? I mean, you just don't know until you get to see it. Uh, he had moments in his rookie year where I thought he was really good, and I thought he had moments in his rookie year where he's like, eh, okay, he's a rookie, right? He's going to make some rookie mistakes. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see how he takes that next step. And, of course, if they can knock off the the Bengals or give him a run for their money and get him a little concerned, I think that will go a long way in showing that, yeah, this no doubt this young Kenny
0: Pickett is definitely the franchise quarterback for the, uh, the Steelers moving forward. Lots of games to look at. What's your favorite game on the NFL schedule? Let us know on the Locked On NFL Podcast, either in the comment section on YouTube or hit us up at Carter Critiques, at your boy Q254 on Twitter. If we missed a game about your favorite team, that we should be keeping an eye on but this is a great i think this is always a great time of the year everyone finally starts to everyone finally sees where the games are if you're a fan of a team and you live away from the city of your favorite team this is your chance to finally book the tickets to go to, to the place that you want to go to see your your favorite team whether that's in their city or on the road somewhere Lots of things to talk about here. Q, always great to do the show with you. Rookie camp start up this weekend yep. for a lot for a lot of teams. We'll see how that plays out, and then next week we'll be getting you ready for OTAs and everything as those start to, come to so those those start up as well in a couple weeks. Q, let people know can find you, follow you, get more of your work. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't know where you can find me. You can find me in the club. Isn't that what they said? No, I'm just
1: kidding. At uh, your boy Q254 on Twitter. That's where you can find me. I put out a link to everything. Locked on Raiders, locked on bets. locked on NFL. Uh, the whole shebang, man, right there on Twitter. It's pretty easy to get me. At your boy Q254. Matter of fact, right now my profile picture is my young baseball picture from uh, senior minors when I was a, a young pup. And uh, my first day of baseball, I went four for four, and I stole six bases and scored four runs because I thought I was Ricky Henderson, a young, So that's my profile picture. So then you know you found me at your boy Q two five four a young a young Hendo uh, in that picture. How about that? What about you?
0: A young a young Hendo. My gosh, I'm looking right at (laughs) you. Oh my goodness! That's my A man. That's my dog. Look 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 at that. That is that is wild, man. Wow. (laughs) Back in the day. Anyways, I'm Chris Carter. Where you can't find my little league photo on my as my Twitter. (laughs) Twitter profile, Uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques. You can also find my show just like you find Q show and this show locked on Steelers, just like you find locked on Raiders and locked on NFL on your favorite podcasting app on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to all of our channels to get all of our great content. You can also read my work from the Pittsburgh post-gazette. I cover all things pit athletics there uh, and do lots of shows for them as well. Get all of our stuff here uh, out there. Thanks again for checking in on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Back Monday with Kevin Ostreicher, who's going to be recapping things from the weekend, getting you ready for another week of football, and getting you ready for what's coming up with OTAs just around the corner. And then we will see you next Friday after after another week in the life here in the NFL. See you here right on the Locked On NFL podcast.